This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So, PJ, I don't think I know your reading on your thermometer on Justin Fields. Are you somebody who is a Justin Fields stan? Are you a sympathizer with his situation? Where do you stand? So yes to both. I do like Justin Fields. I would say I like him better than most people. And I think he's been given kind of a raw deal in the NFL. You know, obviously he's Mm -hmm. been on some terrible teams that the rosters haven't been the best. He hasn't been under the best coaching. He keeps having OCs change around him. And it's just not really a formula or a recipe for success under a young quarterback. Um, but man, is he a heck of an athlete? And there are flashes that he makes during games that are uh, that that make you be like, oh, this this guy could be could be something. He could be really really good. Justin Fields' biggest problem is that he just can't find ways to win games. You know, it feels like a lot of times the Bears are in most of these games and he's just on the wrong side of them. Now, of course, most of that isn't always his fault. Um, But I do like Fields more than most. I will say when it comes to the number one pick, though, I would be shocked if the Bears don't get Caleb Williams. Like, I really would. They've had the number one pick two years in a row. And knowing that you essentially could have gotten C.J. Stroud, you didn't, and he looks like he's going to be one of the next best quarterbacks in the league. And now you have these QB, this QB class coming out, whether it's Williams or May or Daniels, whoever it may be. And, I mean, Caleb Williams is being talked about like he's being compared to Mahomes and not saying he's going to be that, but just like, you know, you watch him play and you certainly can see similar traits between the two guys. I just think especially in a town like Chicago – who is starving for a good football team and wants a quarterback that they can rally behind. The fact that they passed on Mahomes, they passed on Deshaun Watson, they passed on Stroud last year. Like, I I just think even though they necessarily don't want to, I think they have to get Caleb Williams. It reminds me a lot of when the Pelicans had the number one pick in the NBA draft years ago. And it's like, you almost had to take Zion Williamson. Like, even if you thought John Morant was better, like you just have to do that almost for like your team, for your city, because it's almost worth taking a player like that with all the hype and not having him turn out to be as good as you thought he would than pass on him and having him be what we thought he would be so you know Caleb Williams obviously there's a lot of opinions on him if he's going to be great if he's going to be a bust um I think he's going to be a good player we'll see how good he's going to be but I think it's time for them to move on from Justin Fields bring in Caleb Caleb Williams it'll rejuvenize the franchise the city the coaching staff the player everybody I think it'll be a good way to turn the page so you look at that division too I mean, the Packers have found their quarterback of the future. The Lions are going to be competing for a Super Bowl this year. If Minnesota brings Cousins and Jefferson back, they're going to be a playoff caliber team. 
So the Bears, they got to find their guy for the future. And uh, maybe it's Justin Fields, but I I think in this case, Chelsea, just because of the history especially, they got to go with Caleb Williams in my opinion. Yeah, I think I subscribe to a lot of the same beliefs as you, is that I believe in Justin Fields, and there are certainly glimmers where you say to yourself, okay, this guy has top-end talent. Somebody's got to take a chance on him. But he has had his run in Chicago, and it just feels like it's not working there. They've got to do something to change whatever is going on because they're not winning games. I am not somebody who is super sold on Caleb Williams as being a surefire, no doubt, you know, generational talent, as some people are. But Ryan Poles deserves some credit here. I didn't know this until like a few weeks ago, but apparently Ryan Poles was part of the scouting team in Kansas City when they scouted and drafted Patrick Mahomes. That is a generational hit. Like, that's one of the best, you know, draft picks uh, in the last 15 years, maybe more. So maybe we need to be giving Ryan Poles some more credit because I think that's why we're trying to see the similarities between Patrick Mahomes and Caleb Williams because Ryan Poles knows what's on the scouting report there. He's somebody who pulled the trigger on Patrick Mahomes. So... Do you think he deserves the benefit of the doubt? Like, this is the tricky part because I don't know more about football than Ryan Poles. It's the same thing as when we talk about coaches in the NFL. Like, when Bill Belichick hired, who is it, Matt Patricia or somebody like terrible? And you're like, what are you doing? But at the end of the day, Bill Belichick deserves some credit. So you kind of have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Is it the same scenario here with Ryan Poles? I mean, it's a really good nugget you bring up about him being with Kansas City when they drafted Mahomes. I mean, certainly, I think it does give him some credibility because he was part of the process of Kansas City drafting arguably the greatest quarterback football player of all time. So, you know, and Fields was was a decent draft pick too. He fell to them. They didn't have to trade up. And again, he's had some really good moments as a quarterback. I, I just think that, you know, even if he didn't have that history with Kansas City, this is just one of those spots where you got to take Caleb Williams. You just, I think you have to do it. Um, I think it's what they end up, uh, what they will do. I understand the argument for hanging on to fields, maybe shopping that number one pick and continue to build around your team, right? Take the blueprint of maybe like a San Francisco instead of a Houston or a Cincinnati. San Francisco, we know that roster is so good around the quarterback. And then they kind of found Brock Purdy to take him to the Super Bowl and uh, were certainly good enough to win that game. So do the Bears take that approach where, you know, do you build the team around the quarterback and then you hope that Fields is the guy that can get you to where you want to go? It's interesting because I think more people think that it's more sustainable to go the San Francisco route where you try and develop the best team possible than get your quarterback in the future. But I kind of think getting the quarterback is the route to go, Chelsea, because in this league, if you don't have a quarterback, you're not winning anything significant, one. And also, like, look at the decisions that the Niners are going to have to make here, right? It's like the Ravens knew that really they just have to sign Lamar and then they got to sign maybe one or two other key guys around them and they'll be fine. The Bengals, same thing. Resign Burrow, resign Chase, maybe another guy or two, you'll be good. Kansas City, Mahomes, same thing. It's like San Francisco, 
Ayuk, they might have to trade now. Drake Greenlaw's a free agent. They might be losing, you know, Debo next year and Kittle and McCaffrey's going to. It's like all these guys that you got to pay that are stars and you still have to pay Purdy, obviously. So there's arguments for both sides. At the end of the day, the quarterback is the most important position of all of sports. You can't win in the NFL without a good one. And the Bears, Fields has been there long enough where I think they kind of know if they can win with him or not. And if there's even a doubt in their mind that they think that Williams is a better option, I I think that's the route that they're going to go. So uh, I think it's going to be Caleb Williams. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, and sometimes it's just about trying something new. Like, I feel like a lot of head coaches are fired for this reason. It's not necessarily that the team doesn't think they're, you know, good head coaches. It's just you got to change something. If you consistently are losing uh, in a big market, nonetheless, in Chicago, Uh, where they have such a storied history, you got to do something to pacify the fans or at least show a glimmer of hope for the future. But I will say things are trending up for the Bears. Like hopefully Caleb Williams pans out. They've got the third most cap space going into next season just behind the Commanders and the Titans. They absolutely, um, you know, I'm trying to think of a word that is PG, what the Bears did to the Panthers and all of those draft picks. Oh, and they got DJ Moore. They got Montez Sweat. So, PJ, when you look at the future of the Bears, do you think things will get better? I do. I do. Chelsea, that trade reminded me a lot of, like, you remember when Brooklyn and the Celtics made that trade for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, and they got all those picks, Mm -hmm. and it felt very similar. So, uh, yeah, I do think think the future for the Bears is bright because Poles has shown the ability. Like, he traded for Montez Sweat. Look at how good the Bears' defense was after that trade, right? He added DJ Moore in that trade with Carolina. Moore's a number Mm -hmm. one receiver. Had some really good moments. So, he's made some nice pieces. He's building a nice little defense there in Chicago. He has whoever's going to be his quarterback, a number one weapon. They got to build up the O-line a little bit. They got to make sure that they get the O.C. right. But, uh, yeah, I I think the future is bright for the Bears, which is why this pick and this decision that they make is so important because – This is really the piece that people think is going to take them to the top, obviously. you got to get this right. And obviously, with all the cap money that they have, too, if you go out and get Caleb Williams, you can also spend money to help build your roster. And I'm sure there will want to be free agents who are going to want to play with this kid that's so hyped up. So, uh, yeah, I do do think the future is right for the Bears, but, man, they – they got to get this decision right. Whatever it is, Fields, Caleb Williams, they better make sure that they make the right decision. Yeah, it feels like if you miss on a number one overall pick that is a quarterback, that is a generational mistake. Like, I think that's why these teams lose their minds and, you know, uh, do these crazy things when it comes to quarterbacks because it is so important. Like, look at Carolina, who was Mm -hmm. on the other side of that trade where they got fleeced. David put in the chat. That's the perfect word that I was looking for. I've been watching these historical shows on Netflix, and I was thinking of, like, the Louisiana Purchase 
And I was like, oh my God, the Panthers, they, they gave it up. That's the equivalent of that. Uh, so you're looking at the Panthers right now who got Bryce Young. They traded up to get him. And now look at them. I feel like there are no, you know, signs of life for Carolina in that franchise. Do you think there's anything to be hopeful for Carolina on the other end? They they got to get it right with Bryce. I mean, that's that's the only thing. <gasps> they got it. They got to figure it out. And uh, clearly, the Frank Reich experiment didn't work. They're bringing in Dave Canales, but that's that's where it all starts. You know what's so interesting about the Carolina trade is they, they actually did the right thing. They just picked the wrong guy, right? Like if they did that and drafted CJ Stroud, nobody would Small be mistake. talking. Of, nobody would be talking about that trade that they made. Everybody'd be like, they were geniuses for jumping up and getting a guy like that. So in essence, Carolina did the right thing. They did the right. They moved up the right year to get their quarterback. They just chose the wrong guy. We think. We think that roster around Bryce is really bad too, but he certainly was not good in his rookie season. But that's the whole key, Chelsea. It's it's him. Like they just they gotta make it work because they're tied down to him. They're tied. They can't do anything else. They gotta make it work with Bryce. He's certainly gonna have all, all the opportunities in the world to succeed. Another part for Carolina that just sucks for their fans, and we've seen this in sports, especially in the NFL. You just can't overcome bad ownership. And David Ugh. Tepper. Kind of looks like he's probably going to take that next title as, as Dan Snyder is the worst owner in the NFL. Guy's an absolute psycho. He has no patience. He fires just a handful of people every offseason, it feels like. So I do feel bad for Carolina because you could have had CJ. Instead, you went with Bryce. And now your new owner is just an absolute madman. And it sucks, too, because their division is so bad and it's so winnable, like Tampa, New Orleans, Atlanta. I mean, if you hit with Bryce, like you could be running that division right now. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, to answer your question about the Panthers, I mean, certainly with the way Bryce looked and the roster and the talent that Carolina has is not good. And it all starts from the top with, with Tepper. I mean, the Commanders have not made it to the NFC Championship game in the 2000s they haven't been there since the mid 90s like it's hard to overcome terrible ownership you just you really can't do it in sports you can't and uh, uh yeah it's it's it sucks for the panthers quite frankly it really does yeah i think it's gonna be a while until they're looking a little better it's gonna take a few years to overcome some of those mistakes and even you know with a bad owner maybe you don't even overcome them at least you have the charlotte hornets Oh, wait, one of the other disaster franchises right now. PJ, I looked at the box score last night. The Hornets had 26 points in the first half. In the oh. first half, two quarters of basketball. It's tough times for Charlotte sports fans. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.